What do you do when you pursue a goal with relentless passion? When you are single-mindedly focused on that incredibly difficult goal, come so close to achieving it, and then as you're formulating the plan for your next attempt, the opportunity seems to just get ripped away from you entirely. I interviewed Wendy Levera last year after her strong finish at North Americans as she was preparing to make another run at her pro card at Nationals in women's bodybuilding just a few months later. Then her body started to backfire on her and she had to put it on hold and the fallout from having to put that goal on the back burner was devastating. I'll let her tell the story, but the remarkable thing is the turnaround she's made since then, both in her mindset and finding her enjoyment in bodybuilding again, rather than just focusing on the pursuit. Now, taking what she's learned during that ordeal, and in addition to being a top-notch trainer, she has now become a life coach, or empowerment coach, as she likes to call it, which does have kind of a nice ring to it. We talk about her whole story here, and I let her stump me with some hard questions, digging into some of my problems as well. I have a few. So we're putting everything out there today. And yes, after our conversation, I did end up hiring her to help me work through some of my shit as well. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like the video and subscribe. And if you're listening to the audio only version on your favorite podcast app, drop a review. And in all cases, please share this episode far and wide and tag me in your post. I am at Darren underscore star on Instagram. And with that, I bring you now my interview with NPC bodybuilding competitor and empowerment coach, Wendy Lever. And now... Coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Wendy Levera, welcome back to The Drop Set. Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to have you back. So you were here last time, and I actually took the time to look this up, but I didn't remember it. Uh, hold on. October 11th, 2022. So it was actually a little less than a year ago, shockingly. Was it? <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's what it says on my website. Now, websites can yeah. lie, and they can be full of shit. I don't know. That might not be true, but I think it is. <laughs> it feels like it was longer than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots happened since then. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that because when when I had you here last time, you were um, you were uh, kind of like I wouldn't say fresh, but kind of fresh-ish off of North Americans and missing a pro card a little bit. So staying in the realm of bodybuilding for a little bit, what's been going on since then? Uh, well, uh, I I was going to go on to nationals right after that. And I ended up um, getting really sick at uh, COVID and I found out, I shouldn't say I found out. I knew before that my kidneys weren't doing very well mm-hmm. for actually a couple of years. But when I got the test for COVID, because I'd been, I got sick and I was really sick for about three and a half, four months. Oh, wow. Uh, almost yeah, I almost missed my son's wedding. And um, when I got the test back, my kidneys were only functioning at 40%. And so that was kind of a wake up call for me that I wasn't going to be able to compete. It was like 
something's got to give here. I, I need to rest for a while. It was my body's way of telling me you've got to stop for right now, at least. But at the time, like my mindset was in this space of, Oh my God, I stop forever. You know, I can't do anything anymore. I had this like complete, almost like an identity death because for so many years I felt like I only knew myself and other people knew me as and I went into a really bad depression and I literally was laying on the couch just doing nothing with myself and I'm not like that at all so uh it got, didn't take got thrown for a heck of a loop there yeah no I'm just laying on the couch going, what am I going to do with myself? This is my whole identity. I threw myself into that so hard for so long that I didn't know anything anymore. And it was a real wake up call for me. Um, so, you know, for years I, I have wanted to be a life coach and Honestly, we do that anyway as personal trainers. We constantly are talking about mindset. And even as bodybuilders, we talk about mindset. And we're constantly, you know, trying to push ourselves to that next level. So I'm laying there one day thinking, I've got to get out of this. All right. So little technical difficulty there. I moved. Uh, we're playing musical chairs with Wendy and trying to get her situated in a spot with slightly better Wi-Fi here. So I'm thinking based on what I'm seeing so far, we got it. So you were talking about this revelation you had on the couch. So take us back to that moment. All, all good moments start on the couch as far as I'm concerned. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never been one to uh, sit in limbo for long. Right. I um, I don't like to not have a goal. And I know that's what has always gotten me out of any kind of depression or being stagnant. So I decided I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and start looking at my options. So I thought I'm going to go to school for life coaching, just see where that gets me. And I'm going to get a life coach. And, um, so that's what I decided to do. I'm just sitting on the couch anyway, right? <laughs> well, in doing so, <laughs> I mean, I was working too. Don't get me wrong. You know, I was still seeing clients, but I had no desire to go to the gym. None it, was, it wasn't 100% couch time. I had no desire to work out at all. I just was like, I'm burned out. I don't want to do this at all anymore. And, um, so I started getting my, you know, certification in life coaching and in doing so you have a lot of mentors, a lot of mentor coaches. And then I started seeing a life coach in my town too. And, um, that's where like all the awakenings came for me. You know, we have a lot of healing throughout our life and a lot of, different things happening to us that we have to overcome, but it's a lot different when you have real awakenings in your life where you just start seeing the things that you've been doing 
and realize how much you actually have overcome and give yourself credit for that. And the tools that you've actually been using and, uh, oh my gosh, it's just, and the growth that I have made in this time and I just, it blows my mind how much I've changed. I mean, it, it, it's super cool that you can go from like competing at a very high level and it's something that you cannot like you can't half-ass that. You have to go into it 110% to have any level of success in that. And then that just kind of gets ripped away completely. And it wasn't a smooth transition where it's like the next day you're like, okay, I'm going to pivot and do this. But to be able to kind of pick up the pieces and heal from that and then go on to something else that's, I guess it, it is tangentially related, but it's still very different. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's a big deal. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to say, I, in the time that I rested, my body needed that. I, you know, wasn't doing anything crazy. I, um, I started kind of going to the gym mostly because I just wasn't feeling good about my body, but I wasn't enjoying my workouts, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would like go once a week and just like, oh, I just trying to love your body in that point where, you know, you're coming out of being so lean. And when you're uh, starting to gain body fat and you know how the bodybuilder mindset is, it's like, I mean, just, just post-show, it's hard. But when you throw yeah. that on top of the fact that it's like, okay, now I probably can't do this same thing. Like, mm -hmm. it's that post-show depression, like, you know, times 10, I would imagine. Yeah. It, it's been awful. You know, um, I'm learning now to love my body and love myself. And actually, my kidneys are doing great. And I'm feeling like, okay, I may be able to compete at some point. Um, I just have to be mindful of the things that I do. And, um, you know, probably one competition a year and just... Not five know, in a row. Yeah, and I still have that desire. You know, I really do. Um, but I think that I, I know that the next time I'll be in a much better headspace to do so well the stuff that you're doing now you're setting yourself up for more success for a return yeah. yeah so okay i have so many questions here and you've answered a handful of them already or hinted at the answer so we're going to dig in here um the Break kidney stuff the kidney stuff um it sounds like that was bodybuilding related kidney dysfunction correct um it's Possibly. Um, I think that it, part of it is genetic because even when I was younger, my kidneys never came back when I would get blood work done um, completely normal. Okay. So I think that the bodybuilding did just exacerbate it. And it's like it was kind of, kind of primed to have problems. And then... I it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. well, the, the fact that they're better now is, is an indicator that that certainly was a big factor at least. Oh, yes, for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, and then the other and question was... Yeah, and not, 
Yeah, no, go, go ahead, please, please. Um, I was just going to say that ignoring it and not, I never allowed myself to get healthy in an off season. I would, I mean, I didn't take anything or anything in my off seasons, but I never had a long off season, like <laughs> three to four months. And part of that was I hated my body. It was like, I'd start to get fat, you know, to, to me, I was fat and I'd be like, time to prep again. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the vicious cycle. And you know, your, your off season time is, it is a good chance to like, okay, we're going to just remove everything. We're going to simplify. We're just going to, you know, keep it very simple. And then it's like, okay, everything's reset. Now let's go back in. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. don't, you don't have any time to really sit like that. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. And so I did a, a, a video recently that I put on my YouTube channel that was like, you know, ways to improve how you handle your off season. And one of the things in there was exactly that, like get your blood work taken and look at it and know what it says. And then actually do the things that you have to do was the real thing. Because a lot of people, they're like, get yeah. their blood work checked and like, oh, yep, this is fucked. Okay, let's keep going. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yes. And think about how much better your body would look if you did, you know, just allow your hormones to readjust and allow yourself to put on the level of body fat you need and just get healthy and imagine how much better your prep would be, how much better you would feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the other, the other thing there also is like, everybody tends to have this mentality where it's like, okay, this next show, this is the one that's going to do something. I don't know what. So they put all their eggs in that basket, but you got to think like, okay, let's say you do at that show, earn your pro card or it's a pro show and you win it. What next? Is that the last thing? Like you've got to be thinking longer term as well. And I think as bodybuilders, we tend to uh, deprioritize longevity. Yeah. Yes, I definitely agree with that. To our detriment. And longevity should really be the key. Yeah. And I think that's too why there's been a lot of deaths, honestly, because of not paying attention to those factors. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's very rare for somebody to just die acutely unless they're doing something dumb, something mm -hmm. that they shouldn't be doing. Like usually it's like, okay, we're having, you know, organ failure, you know, it's, it's chronic kidney disease. It's acute liver failure or whatever. It's like, there are warning signs for that stuff. And the way that it becomes a problem where, you know, it requires some kind of surgical intervention or some kind of significant procedure is if you ignore that, if you don't ignore it, yeah. it that stuff is usually addressable. Yeah. You know, and people like to blame the coaches, but like I said, I ignored my, I mean, I knew and I ignored it because I wanted to get that pro card and look, it didn't happen. And at some point you have to take responsibility for your own actions yeah. You know? Yeah. And also like, you know, I, I can, you know, as I can tell clients like, okay, we should stop doing this. You know, we should pull back on this, whatever. Um, but it's up to the client to then hear that and do it. And mm -hmm. a lot of the personalities that are drawn to bodybuilding are the kind of personalities that would be like, okay, yeah, I hear you, but, and then keep doing it anyway. Yeah. And that's what I did. That's what I did. <laughs> yes. You, you, I Wendy are the coach's so nightmare. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, I was, you know, and yeah.
Yeah. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, you're, you're the person that, you know, every coach wants because you'll do whatever it takes. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yes. that can be your worst enemy, too. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm a workhorse, you know, until it was time to, when my body said, no, you can't anymore. And <laughs> let me tell you, I felt like I, I can't even tell you how terrible I felt. When your kidneys are shit, you'll feel it. Was it, was it mostly just way. like, like massive, just inexplicable fatigue or was there more to it than that? More to it than that, massive fatigue. Um, I, my whole body hurt. And when I did try to work out, um, I was extremely weak. And um, there was like, it was almost like nerve damage or something. I would try to work out and I would shake so bad. I couldn't lift very much. Um, I still have some of that, but not not near as bad as it was. Um, things that I would eat would make me really sick. Um, yeah, I just, I'm trying to remember everything that was going on because there was so much, you know, but like, yeah, like you can't eat a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of signs that you tend to ignore. It sounds kind of miserable. Acne really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, your skin takes a lot of it. Really bad acne. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was thinking here, you know, the, another thing that I think is, is worth, uh, worth mentioning. So, um, like on, on social media, on Instagram, like you post stuff periodically and hadn't been a lot of gym stuff lately, but every now and then you'll post something. It's like, okay, she's still there. You know, you didn't completely shrink and wither away yeah. to nothing. And it's just, it, it is a oh, sign yeah. like, like, you know, the body will kind of hang on to its state to some degree. Um, you know, and so I think it's a lesson for anybody who goes through health issues, medical issues and interruption in routine for whatever reason, they think they're just going to like lose all their muscle immediately. And it's just, that's, that's not how it works. No, no. And I want to keep, you know, I want to keep my physique. Um, I, I will say I feel soft. I don't, you know, it's hard because I feel I'm not used to feeling soft, but I mean, Hey, they're, they're still there, you know, they're, they're still guns. <laughs> you know, I still, I still got it. You know, it just, I feel softer than I normally do. And that one is obviously hard to come to terms with, but I, I am back in the gym actually regularly. Now I come and I mean, I work here, but I uh, work out, you know, I work out pretty much, uh, four to five days a week. Um, so pretty regularly, um, but I don't take it to the point where, you know, I'm like in my head, if I, for some reason, don't get my workout on that day, I'm not going to go kill myself. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So here, here's the big question. Are you enjoying it? I am. I actually am. This is the first time in honestly in years, I actually enjoy my workouts, but I'm focusing on getting strong rather than, I mean, yeah, I was focusing on getting stronger before. Um, but it was more about, Oh my God, I've got to do this. So that I build muscle or I got to burn these calories, you know, it wasn't. And I had a program that I just 
had to follow. I had to get every exercise in, every rep. I had to make sure. And now I'm doing what I like to do. You know, I'm just, hey, I'm going to try and get this much weight today. You know, it's more, <laughs> I got this much last week. I'm going to try and hit this weight this time. And Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot to be said here. So, you know, for, for your comeback, if we want to call it that, um, I think if, if you can bring a version of yourself that's in a better headspace, enjoys your training and can then kind of mix in that, you know, that kind of healthy level of, of uh, psychotic adherence, like (laughs) to to some extent, like if you can marry those two, um, but like, I always think if you enjoy your training, um, that shows on stage versus like, okay, I have to do this. Even if you're very methodical about it, like the enjoyment of the training shows in your physique, I think. I think so too. Yeah. And I, you know, next time I compete, I just go for the enjoyment and I want to enjoy the journey of it and not be focused on what happens in the end. Because I, for me, it's like, let's just, show what kind of mindset we can be in you know like let's just enjoy it i (laughs) (laughs) i i I like that a lot i think that's that's great and i'm wondering also like it, it seems pretty clear here that you you were training before and presumably like dieting and doing everything else like purely as a means to an end um it wasn't something like you know you were you were enjoying the result not the process and so once yeah. the prospect of the future result was taken away through kidney dysfunction, everything like the house, the whole house of cars just like collapsed completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so being able to keep the enjoyment factor in there, I think if you, God forbid, are, you know, uh, presented with something similar in the future, I think that kind of helps with your resilience a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, if I don't, win or whatever then it's like okay cool whatever you know like if i bring my best package then and if i enjoyed the journey then who cares really what happens you know oh but you're gonna miss out on that next plastic trophy i mean yeah i know right (laughs) the ones that are flaking off anyway all the crap flaking off of them like who cares i I told uh i told a a client uh, in a check-in this morning we were talking about like show places and i'm like honestly uh my my dream scenario is to like in a really stacked class of like 15 guys finish sixth like just out of the hardware so that i don't have to bring the thing home and find a place to put it because my wife is kind of particular with interior design and it's not going to go anywhere that it'd be publicly visible That's where mine are. I don't have mine anywhere where anybody can see them because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I have one that's like really nice. And it was actually the first amateur show that I got the overall win at. And it's actually a really nice trophy, but I still don't like put it where everybody can see it. (laughs) You carry it around and you stick it on the dash of your car or something like that. So it's with yeah, you all the time. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Good ornament. Yeah. yeah, and actually my boyfriend just makes me keep them out because they're... I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, they don't go with anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they tend to clash with everything. Some of them, some of the ones yeah. that I've seen are like amazingly tacky. Yeah. <laughs> I've there, seen some there should be a trophy hall of shame somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so 
let, let's shift then. So I want to know more about what you're doing now. So you, you, um, you've, you've mentioned before, like life coach, et cetera, but you call yourself an empowerment coach. And I think that is a really cool title. So would you say that that is different from a life coach or is it basically just like branding a little differently? It's kind of branding. Um, yeah. And that's just, I just have that on my Instagram because for me, it's about empowering people to transform themselves in a way that they see fit. So, you know, if they're coming to the gym or however they want to transform their life. So if they're coming to the gym to, uh, feel better and get healthier, whether that be, uh, you know, to put on more muscle or lose weight, or maybe they just want to, I don't know, uh, feel, you know, more energized or whatever. Cause I have people that come in here, um, really for the therapy and they might not be your typical gym goer and be, you know, super fit or whatever, but they come just because it makes them feel better. Um, that empowers them. They're getting stronger. They might have more energy to keep up with their kids or whatever. That's, that's what they're doing. And they're working on their mindset when they're working with me. Mm -hmm. So you know? what, what, what is, what does it look like? So, I mean, it sounds like, is this, um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Side hustle isn't the right word, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. If I say that, is this like an add on something that you're providing for people that you work with in a training sense mostly? Yeah. So, um, sometimes, so okay. I offer life coaching on the side, like one-on-one -on -one. I offer workshops, public speaking, but I also do uh, personal training and life coaching as an add-on for them so that especially people that are working on their diet, et cetera, because when you're thinking about nutrition, most people tend to overeat or undereat, or there's something going on in their mind. And most people tend to make a little bit of progress. And then for some reason they want to come back to their comfort zone, right? They're, they get comfortable and then they might make a couple steps, but they just, they were comfortable back here. So they take those steps back. So people tend to not make as much progress as they would like to. So we got to find out their why, you know, their real reason why they're doing this. And most people, when you ask them why it's like, Oh, because I want to lose weight or I want to put on muscle, but what, why we got to find out the reason why. And a lot of people, when you dig down deep, there's a lot of other reasons. Maybe they have a health issue. Maybe it's because they want to keep up with their kids down the road or they have grandkids, you know, and there can be, or maybe they were made fun of as a kid. I mean, there's a lot deep down that people need to find within themselves to overcome these issues. Yeah. Um, it's all about like peeling back the layers of the onion. I think Yeah, it's like, I want to do this. Yeah. Why? You know, what's, what's the root yeah. cause? Like for me, it was, it was always just like, you know, childhood, uh, insufficiency. Like, you know, I was, I, I never felt like I was, um, good enough for myself. It's not like I was trying to, you know, meet anybody else's expectations, but, um, 
I don't know. I, 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 even now, I can't really articulate it very well. So here, here's here's a good question. This is a good thought experiment. We're going to put you on the spot here. So let's say I am in uh, what what town in Nevada are you in again? Sorry, Nevada. Nevada. It is Nevada, not Nevada. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember that because it's I had a great time in Nevada. Like the, the vowel sounds line out there. So, okay. So I, I walk into your gym. I see you. I'm like, Hey, Wendy, I want to do some training. Um, you look like, you know what you're doing. I need some help. I need someone to push me on some stuff. And so you might then say like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And over the course of a handful of sessions, would this be something that you would like bring up? Like, Hey, you know, I do some life coaching as well. Is that something that you feel like you could benefit from? Do you talk to somebody about that from the very beginning? Normally, I talk to them from the beginning. I'm not pushy or anything, you know, but I offer my packages right away. I tell everybody what I'm doing. Um, normally, I like I life. I like it right away. <laughs> Me too. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just lifing out here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I offer it right away, um, especially because I do think that it would benefit just about anybody, you know. I tend to agree. So, okay. So you, you pitch me on it. I'm like, yeah, cause you know, I know I got problems. I know I need to work through some stuff. So like, how does that process start? Like, I, I'm curious, like, are you talking to me like during rest periods in between sets or do we have like separate time where we sit down and separate time, okay. <laughs> separate time. Good. I mean, if somebody's talking about somebody during a rest about something during a rest period, I might like ask a question. It, you know, it can be various things, but a lot of times I'm going to be like, we need to have a separate session because that, I mean, you can't get real deep during a training session. That's time to push. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm gasping for air and I'm not going to provide the most <laughs> insightful answers probably. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So we, we sit down and we, we've got a separate session lined up and uh, I mean, we could role play a little bit here. Like, how does that start? Like, what kind of things do you need to know from me um, in order to like, you know, I guess, I guess the question is like, you got to stick a shovel into the ground and start digging. Where do you start? Usually I, the first thing I'm going to ask is what, you know, like if you have a specific coaching request, um, you know, is there something specific you want to work, work on? Um, yeah. So a lot of people, everybody's different, you know? Yeah. So, um, if somebody's coming in for nutrition, I'm going to ask what their diet's like. Um, do they have issues with overeating or undereating? Um, you know, what's their, why, why do they, why do, are they coming to the gym? Why are they wanting help with their nutrition? And then we just kind of, you just got to keep diving in. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll play along here. So, um, I'm, I'm not trying to get like free life coaching out of you. I'm just, no, <laughs> I, you're good. I want to kind of understand like how, how this, how this actually works. So, um, I would say like, okay, well, I'm a competitive bodybuilder and you know, I'm not necessarily trying to chase a pro card or anything like that, because in order to do that, like, I just don't think I'm necessarily, you know, genetically cream of the crop enough to do that, but I want to have a good time doing it. And the most important thing for me is that, you know, every year I'm bringing something that's better than the previous year. So I'm very realistic about my goals. But at the same time, like I'm a head case, like I get in my own head. I overthink stuff too much. I compare myself to other guys when I know I shouldn't. And like, it's a real problem. So how can you help me get out of my head or, 
or like reprogram well, things. Well, you said a lot in that. Yeah, you I mean, said the, a whole lot in that. No, I mean, the thing is, I know what my problems are at least. So, yeah, you said a lot in that statement. Um, first of all, where does the comparison come from? Yeah, I don't. I think it's because I, I, I maybe that there's probably something where like I say like okay I I don't think I'm good enough to go pro but I think maybe something in the back of my head says like well maybe you are and so these are the guys that you'd have to be going up against so you should be paying attention to that and paying attention to that means comparing myself. Yeah. So what makes you? Where does that come from? This feeling of not being good enough. Oh, okay. That that's the billion dollar question right there. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. Do you ever give people like, do you set a jeopardy timer and let them think about it for a bit? Oh yeah. I'm just going to sit in <laughs> silence. And wait for it. Silence <laughs> is golden. <laughs> you know, I, I learned that. Um, so I, I have a, a side hustle myself. It's a videography business. And a lot of this is like, you know, um, selling video production packages to people. And so you're having sales conversations with them. And one thing that they tell you during those sales conversations is your default action should be to sit in silence. Yes. Silence is golden. Yeah. Because you know when, people think. when you are quiet, the other person is thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for sake of this being a podcast and like people could like see the perplexed look on my face, but this will also be on audio only platforms. So I don't want to have too much dead air. So I'm thinking like, well, what was the question again? Where does the feeling of not being good enough come from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's that silence. I guess really like that's the question that I need to be able to answer. And I feel like if I could answer that, then suddenly, I mean, it's not like everything's solved at that point, but I think the next step becomes probably a little bit more obvious at that point. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realize when I was going to, when I was going down this road that I was going to end up stumping myself and be like, Oh shit. <laughs> but, but here we are. So my commitment to you is I'm going to answer that question. And okay. I guess my commitment to everybody in podcast land is I'm going to answer that question as well. So I'm, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to open up a notepad here. And the question is why, what was it again? Where does that feeling of not being good enough come from? I like that. Okay. All right, so I'm going to take a pass on that for right now because I I do want to I don't want to just give you some bullshit answer on that like that's I I think what what you would acknowledge about this whole process as well is it does require radical honesty with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you could go clear back to your childhood. You know, maybe somebody. I mean, I'm not going to give you answers, but <laughs> that's that's it. That's what it is. That. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would assume. I mean, I, I can think of a, spew, a few specific things when I was younger um, that that probably helped kind of plant the seed for that. But it's definitely more complicated than that, too. Um, so, yeah. OK, I'm, I'm going to get back to you on that. So, okay. um, no, that, that's good. I mean, you know, it shows the value in that, because I think a lot of what you do in that role is you get people to think about the shit that they actively try not to think about. Yes. So my job 
is to get them to think about where those things come from and then get them moving forward from that. So unlike a therapist where a therapist is going to get you, you know, just looking at your past trauma, my job is to get you from the now to the next. That's what a life coach does. So more, more actionable steps. Yeah. Actionable steps. We're going to like set a goal, get some actionable steps and keep you moving forward. And you might have some breakthroughs and maybe you'll take a step back every now and then. And my job is to make sure you're going to keep moving forward. Like, no, you're not going to stop here. We're going to keep going. I keep you accountable. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep going. You know, if we need to reframe something, we'll reframe it. Maybe you need a new goal, but we're going to keep going. So taking it away from me for a bit, which I'm thankful for. Um, what are some, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot of pressure, man. Um, what are some examples of some of those actionable steps? Like, you know, in generic scenarios, like what kind of things might you have somebody do in that scenario? Um, usually we set like a small goal. Um, for instance, I have somebody right now who's um, trying to open up a business. Um, she actually, her first goal was actually to find out why she had to take a look at herself and find out why she kept going back to why she couldn't think of herself as opening this business. She figured it out. And then the next goal was she had this idea to get a loan and could she get a loan? Well, she went and got her loan. So that was her next goal. So now we got to find out. I actually have a coaching call with her today to find out what her next goal is. But we actually got her. I'm going like too fast for myself. So we got the loan. We got the loan. So here I am. Like I got it. You you co-signed for it, right? Yeah, I know. She got the loan. And actually our next goal was to uh, start building her business like from the ground up with contracts and you know get all her paperwork started so that was her next goal and she started that so now we're on the next step which i'm not sure what we're doing next because she's got to show me that she's got her paperwork going right so we have a call today to find out what she creates her steps i'm there to make sure we're moving along so she creates her steps while we're talking i kind of help her come up with those ideas, but they come from her. So that, that's, that's fascinating because uh, as we were talking about this before, I think it's all like, you know, mental stuff, like just fixing your mindset, but really you're kind of like focusing her into more of like knock out your to-do list and you're having a very tangible result at the end where, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, the result is I feel better about myself. The result is I have a function opening business. Yeah. Some people have a functioning. Yeah. Some people actually have a goal like that. Other people may just need, you know, inner work um, growth and some way to overcome, you know, some personal boundaries within themselves or whatever. So everybody's got something different, you know, and that's what makes it fun for me. I don't, I'm not just in the gym. Like we're just training all day long. You know what I mean? There's something so much different about everybody. I love it. 
That's cool. And you're not just and like, I'm working on myself at the same time. I mean, that's it's like a bonus, right? Now, yeah. You you probably can't necessarily be your own life coach. I imagine that's kind of like you know a lawyer representing themselves. It's just it's a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, well, you would think so, but I do find myself coaching myself all the time. I have my <laughs> I have literally six life coaches as we speak, um, just because of school. Like they're always you know with only six. I know, like I've got like. 15 different people I talk to all the time, but, um, but one main one that I work with. Um, but yeah, I constantly catch myself coaching myself. If I am like doubting myself or whatever, I'm like, where does this come from? You know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) I I suppose on, on some level you can't really stop yourself from doing that. No, I can't. I'm like, Oh, and sometimes it does work because, you know, I can get myself out of, out of those negative thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot better than I used to. Do, do you find like with the example of your client that you're just talking about that a lot of your effort and energy is really just kind of like on help keeping them focused and setting their priorities as much as anything else? Like they've probably got too much stuff in their head and you're just kind of like this, do this one thing. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the thing is like, we really have the answers in ourselves and sometimes we have so much stuff going on that we can't seem to focus on it or get it out. And trying, we just need somebody to level us out a little bit and get it out of us. You know, it's like, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? You know, it's just, what's holding you back? You know, it's just asking the right questions to get somebody to just narrow it down. And sometimes I guess getting them to to say like, you know, what's stopping you? And then they have to have that realization like, well, nothing, I guess. And it's like, oh, well, if it's nothing, then fucking do it. (laughs) That's exactly, that's it right there. Sometimes it's just the smallest thing. You know, some people might need just one session to just be like, you were right. That's all I needed. And then other people might need, you know, several. I mean, it just. Daily. (laughs) Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd fall into the daily category. Like, okay, okay, Wendy, it's 5 a.m. now. What am I doing today? Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people, I never used to realize that there was such a value in it. You know, I was like a life coach, what, what for? And then I actually, a few years ago, um, worked with somebody and realized that it actually helped me. I remember, I mean, it was, this would have been what, 11 years ago or something like that. But I worked with a therapist for a little bit myself and it took a little bit to find the right one. And I think it was the third one that I came across where I'm like, this works. And after the first and the second, I'm like, therapy is a joke. What is this nonsense? Like, I feel worse now than I did when I walked in. And yeah. and the, the third one was like a revelation, a completely different experience. It was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is why it's useful. So um, I think knowing what the potential of something like that or something like this is, um, you've got to like seek out the right person until you For have sure. It's just like working with a coach, you know, I mean, like a, a bodybuilding coach. I feel like you've got to have a personal rapport and yeah. like a, a connection with them for it to really be effective. 
Yes. With any of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how can people find you online? Like, do you have a website or are you focusing mostly just on social media? Uh, I focus mostly on social media. They can also email me, DM me. So yeah, either one, Instagram, Facebook, and just shoot me an email, either one. And I can just... So I'll, I'll put the contact information up on screen here uh, with my magical post-production editing skills. But on Instagram, you are? Uh, Mindy. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm Fail. I know. Wendy.Levera.EmpowermentCoach. I had to think for a minute. I'm just not getting enough sleep, I guess. I don't know. It, it's not dot .coach. It's just dot empowerment coach. Yeah, dot empowerment. Okay. Coach. All right. And then um, Facebook is uh, Wendy Nelms Levera. Uh, my company is, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I need to go to bed. Wendy <laughs> Levera Life Solutions. I swear, I have not slept good in like three days. So I really am tired. Wendy Levera Life Solutions. And uh, yeah, you can just hit me up and I'll. What would your coach say about the fact that you haven't slept in three days? Not be very happy with me, but yeah. it's, it's not that I'm not trying. I don't know why I'm not sleeping well. I'm trying. This is a new issue. I've slept. I just haven't slept good. I'm like, you know, it's yeah. body. I, I gotcha. Things. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then also let's, let's circle back, complete the circle here. Um, do you have any loose plans? in the bodybuilding circuit? Uh, yeah, eventually. Um, I haven't really made any plans, plans, but I do plan on competing again, for sure. Right I now it's mostly... I just, um, I'm trying to make sure that, I mean, I, I want to, you know, compete again. I just probably, I would say in the next probably a year or two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've got some things going on right now. It's just too busy for me, but yeah. Yeah. You're not about to jump into prep right now or anything like that. No, <laughs> I, I just don't have time. Yeah. I, I hear <laughs> you. So, I, I totally yeah, get that. I really want to. Would you say yeah. right now with your training, you're in a spot where you're just kind of like enjoying it more than anything else. You're not focusing on like, okay, I got to bring up my shoulders. So let's focus on that a little bit more. Is that kind of yeah, like not even really on your radar? It's not, not too much. I mean, I do look at myself and go, mm, I need to definitely need to grow my back or, you know what I mean? I, I do. That's in me. I mean, I can't help it. It's, it, it's hard, hard to turn that off. Yeah, it is hard to turn it off, but I am trying to just enjoy it. Cool. So Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Us, I appreciate it. Me and my, uh, my assistant down here. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there, he is, uh, there, there's a dog bed over here on the other side. No one is in that dog bed. I think, <laughs> I think the other one is maybe right there on the couch in the background, but she's dead asleep. So um, <laughs> I think I saw her getting settled in there before we started. So um, 
No, this, this was great. So um, I'm going to say goodbye to the audience here and stop the recording. If you could stick around for just a second afterwards, though, we'll do our debriefing and then we'll talk about all the uh, all the juicy stuff that we didn't want to um, say to the public. So um, <laughs> so thank you, Wendy. This has been episode 231. I appreciate you coming back and uh, hopefully we can see you again soon. Yeah, thank you. All right.